1: Hey parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. Uh, I've got a couple good friends. We're doing something different um, and uh, it's fun uh, because you guys, we've actually done this for a different podcast, Training for Manhood. We we read a book, uh, we dissected it, we spent hours um, recording four different episodes on a particular book so we could really digest that. Now we're not going to do that for our parents. (laughs) This is going to be a lot shorter. Um, But I wanted to do some podcasts for our parents um, that were practical and useful in terms of their parenting. Um, So I'm going to do some books and some movies and some different things like that, um, that you can use kind of like, you know, you watch this and then you go have a conversation with your kids. You watch this and then kind of you're prepared to engage on that particular issue. And this particular book, right, Paul David Tripp's book on parenting is just one of those um, easy books to Discuss in terms of like, hey, this is a great book for parenting, yeah. right? It's called parenting. Um, it's called what? Parenting the 14 gospel principles that can radically change your family, right? And uh, and it's it's just a um, a great book for us to uh, to digest and to kind of help our parents understand why we thought this was a valuable book. Um, and so let's let's start with you guys. Introductions, Nick, Johnny. Tell us a little bit. Tell the parents about who you are. <laughs>
0: Hi, I'm Nick Bellamy, Nick Bellamy. A friend of Dan Panetti, follower of Christ. I've got a beautiful wife named Alex and three wonderful children. Um, we are a member of Prestonwood Baptist Church. We live here in the Plano area. I'm a financial advisor. Alex works here at the school, uh, and we've been rocking and rolling, raising kids for the last 13 years. Yes. And so I read this book, Parenting. You handed it to me and said, "Would you please, uh, you know, read this and come do a podcast with me?" And I was expecting it to like be about my children and about parenting my children. And then I open the book, I get through the introduction and I realize this thing's about me and my heart. And, um, I'm always thankful for those moments, but I think we shy away from them very often. Okay.
1: So that, that's, we'll get to you in a second, Johnny. That is a great description (laughs) because I, I always have a difficult time explaining this book to people. Yeah, Right. They're like, Oh, is it a good book? I'm like, it's a, it's a great book. And it's it a hurts. wonderful book, but it's a painful Can't
0: book. Can't wait to be done hmm. and move on and use what you have. Yes,
1: <laughs> it, it, it is. So we'll talk about that. Johnny.
0: Yeah,
2: my name's Johnny Farr. I have uh, been married to my wife, Alicia, for 15 years. Uh, we have two kids, a six-year-old girl. She's a first grader here at PCA and a four-year-old daughter. Uh, she's about to be a PCA line. She'll be in pre-K five. Uh, I'm also a minister on staff at Prestonwood, uh, minister to married adults, and I oversee our marriage and family ministry. And so conversations like this uh, really... Fire me up. That's right. Uh, I, I, you, get I, pay, you get paid to do this. That's right. <laughs> uh, and a uh, volunteer. Uh,
0: I'm the only volunteer at this table, <laughs> ladies right. and gentlemen. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, the the greatest title of us all. That's for sure. And so, yeah, when I was asked to read this book, I had heard great things about uh, this particular book and have read some of Paul Tripp's works in the past. Yeah. Age uh, of opportunity. But, I mean, to emphasize exactly what Nick just said, I was surprised at how convicting this book was, mm. even for a seemingly professional yeah. like yeah. Uh, me. You know, uh, these concepts, these uh, 14 gospel principles, man, they're, they're a gut punch. Yeah, they were Okay, so
1: let's, let's start with this for our parents. Scale of one to ten. Okay? In terms of um, our parents are going to read um, a couple books this year total. Okay? Scale of one to ten, where would you put this book in terms of um, ten is half re- have to read, put it at the top of your list. One is, yeah, don't, don't read it. It's not worth your time. Okay? So scale of one to ten, this particular book, what would you say to parents?
0: I would say uh, ten. Ten. Um, if you're, a, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're a parent. And so since you're a parent, our hearts need to be convicted with things that will then overflow to our children, to our communities, to our churches, to our workplaces, to our schools. But for the most part, to our children. We see them the most. We're the most influential in their lives. And these gospel-centered principles literally can change generations of your family mm. if you can implement them not only in your own life, but then to help teach the stories of old. And even your story to your children. Yeah, so good. So yeah. good. Johnny? Uh, I mean, same. Uh, the role of a
2: parent is a God-bestowed role of being a leader. And so leaders are learners. Leaders are readers. And this book, uh, it, uh, it's an equipping book. Yeah. Uh, there is something in here that God will use to speak and equip you as a parent. So you'd
1: give it a 10 as well? I would give it a 10. Okay, I'm not giving it a 10. Okay. okay, I'm giving it an 11. Oh, yeah. that's, that's fair. Yeah, it changes scales kind for you. Of the, it's kind of the host, pre, you know. Pre, yeah, pre, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're here's, keeping us on the
2: edge. Here's, and here's doing.
1: the reason why, right? I think it needs to move right from the top of the stack of the books that you should be reading to the book that you literally are reading right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like there shouldn't be a pause between. Do I need to get this book? Am I going to read this book? Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as you're done watching this, listening to this. You need to order the book and you need to start reading it like immediately. That's right. Uh, because it, it does. It, it changes the narrative. And, and I think if you don't know it going in, you kind of get sucker punched with it a little bit. But it changes the narrative um, from focusing on your parenting to you, right? And your walk and who you are in Christ. And then, right, it kind of looks at, you know, the concept. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I'll, I've said this to my boys, um, maybe not to Sophie as much, but I've said it to my boys a million times. Um, I say, I've said, I hate repeating myself. I shouldn't have to repeat myself. If I tell you something, right, first time obedience, you should listen immediately, you should obey. That's right. right? So I, I hate repeating myself. And as I said that after reading this book, the thought that came to my mind was God saying to me, Hey, Dan.
0: First time obedience.
1: I shouldn't have to repeat myself when I tell you something, mm-hmm. right? You're 54 years old. Yep. How many times have I had to repeat myself with you? Yep. Right, and you're sitting there getting upset with an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old, right, over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going, so that's that's really what this book does, Mm -hmm. right? It puts you in the perspective both as a parent and as a child of God, and puts those things together. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a very powerful, um, you know, kind of um, narrative. That really opens up your eyes so that you're not just looking at your kids and raising them, right? But God's raising you so that you can—and ra- it's just—it's it's very, very powerful. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the common threads that Nick and you and I both said about this book, I mean, unless you're a glutton for punishment, and some are, like, yes, this book— does convict you and yes it highlights some things in your life you're like wow i i need to depend more on god i I also say it's equally empowering as well yes because the truths inside of this are not man-made truths but they're god truths and that god is with us and so he's the one who fabricated our inner being uh and he also gives us grace on the many 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 times that we fail as parents and the
1: great thing is he moves beyond Um, You know, sin management for your kids and trying to produce good kids Mm -hmm. to producing godly kids, which is heart change. Yep Right, and that's ultimately we want what we want to see in our kids So um, let's start at the beginning wherever you guys want to start and let's dive in and just kind of give some of the highlights um, That as you went through it, right? What jumped off the pages at each of you guys
0: right in the introduction? He paints a picture of parenting, mm-hmm. right? Where your kids are off the walls and you and your wife are on different schedules and like all kinds of stuff is happening. And it just talks about grace, yeah. mm-hmm. right? This overflowing grace. And to not only, I think one of the major challenges that we have and this call, this book called this out in my life over and over and over again, I'm willing to receive grace, but I'm not willing to give it. Oh. And, and I'm not really, and I'm not always re- willing to give myself grace. Yeah. And so if, I, if I'm not graceful with myself, how on earth am I going to be graceful with anybody else about me? So his point in the introduction is to be an ambassador of Christ. Yeah. And if we are to be an ambassador of Christ, then we are delivering the eternal right here on earth in the now. It's not some afterlife that yep. comes later. Yep. It's in the right now. And so if I'm going to be an ambassador of Christ, I mean, I should start with my kids. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, it literally, if it doesn't start at home... Right, you shouldn't be exporting this Christianity thing to your business yeah. and to the rest of the world. That's like right. it, it's got to start at home. That's yeah. right. So if it doesn't, you know, impact the way that you love your wife and love your kids. Right? Don't go tell everybody else about how to do this Christian anything if you can't do it right there in your own home. Yeah. So it's a pretty amazing concept.
2: I mean, even the qualifications of a deacon and an yeah. elder—it makes specific mention that uh, the a quality, family, a well-managed home. Right. And so, if it's failing at home, or you're not intentional at home, right? It doesn't yeah. matter how effective you are, or how much you volunteer or serve outside of your home. Yep. It all comes crumbling down yep. like a tower of cards. Yep.
1: I'll say this, um, chapter number one, there's 14 principles, right? 14 different chapters mm-hmm. come in here. Chapter number one, the first principle that he lays out really hit me uh, very powerfully. It says this, he says, nothing is more important in your life. Now, anytime you're just going to start a sentence with that, right?
2: Your then, ears are going to perk. Right,
1: then, then what mm-hmm. follows better live up to the hype, That's right. right? Nothing is more important in your life. And you're like, okay, here it is. And he says this, Then being one of God's tools to form a human soul. Yep. That is a great picture of what parenting is. Yeah. And it really is a great picture of what a Christian is because we have the ability to speak life or death into people's lives, their existence, right? We have the ability to, to present to them, right, the gospel, okay, which can change them and move them from dark to light, from death to life. So, I mean, we have, a, we have a ton of power at our fingertips. And what he's saying is, right, if you're not using that to form a human soul, right, your children that God's given you— I don't. I don't know what else you're doing that you think is more important than that, yeah. right? I, I don't. I don't know what kingdom you're building, what mm-hmm. project you're working on, what deal you've got going over there. I don't. I don't care. You know, I, I'm working on the cure of cancer. Fantastic. Right? Mm-hmm. That's important. Not more important than forming a soul that's been handed to you. Yeah. Because that soul is for eternity. Mm-hmm. Right? Cancer is going to go away, which is kind of crazy. Right? There will be a time where there is no more cancer. There yep. will never be a time where there is no more, right, my four kids. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are eternal beings. So what we do with them, how we navigate them, right, that arrow that we send out will continue to fly forever. Yeah. So it better be pointed towards Christ, and it yep. better be flying in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was a very powerful, poignant Right. Start to the book. Just hit you right, right. off, right off the bat. It,
2: it's, it's like I, rare do, and I'm sure you're in the same boat, both of you where you have conversations with other dads or moms and, and, and that truth isn't something that they already know. Right. But the significance and the current weight that you feel is I think so important. It's been a long time, uh, for many, since you thought that parenting is a God given responsibility. Yep. And so uh, I better not mess it up. Um, But there's always some sort of insecurity that pops up in a husband or a wife's mind or a father or a mother's mind as to reason why it's not as important Mm -hmm. in my current season right now. I'm not equipped enough. Uh, I failed as a parent, insert grace. Uh, Somebody else will do it for my kid. And so, yeah, uh, this this calling thing is nobody has the voice in a kid's life. Like a parent does. Yes. No one can replace that. Well, and,
1: and honestly, if, if something else does have the voice that's greater than the parent, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Right? So if TikTok is louder than your voice as a parent, if their peers are louder than your voice as a parent, right? If public you know, media and things like that are louder than your voice as a parent, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because those voices are not pointing them to Christ. That's right. And so if your voice is not the loudest voice in their head that's resonating, that's pointing them in the right direction, then, you know, you're allowing something else to come in and actually parent your child. Yep. And that, that's a bad place to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and our calling as a Christian, it, you know, people ask this question all the time. They say, What is the will of God for my life? Well, it's to seek and save the lost and to bring glory to his kingdom. That's more important than parenting, that is more important than your marriage that's more important than your job i mean we can go down a list of really good things that become distractions yeah. but the most important thing that each one of us has is the power that jesus has given to every single one of us to then uh, to, to lead these people from darkness to light yeah to make disciples and your children are included start in there. this population that's right
1: yeah start with your biological children make them your spiritual children that's right and yeah. then go make a bunch of other spiritual children and Then go
0: make a bunch of others that's amen
1: right. um So chapter two, he's got a line in here, uh, and this was the line that the first one was great, you know, set the tone. This was the line that was the first gut punch for me Mm. when he says, here's the humbling conclusion that God in grace led me to. I am more like my children than unlike them, and so are you. Mm. And that's where he puts you then in that, that chair, right, that says not only are you a parent, but you're a child. So everything that you're doing as a parent, you also need to evaluate how is God doing that as a parent Mm. and you receiving that as a child. And then the problem comes, in some sense, through the rest of this book, I'm in, in in some sense I'm like comparing my parenting to God's parenting. Yep. And God's parenting is perfect and mine falls woefully short. (laughs) And that's where that gut punch comes for the, for the rest of this. And I think we're
0: all willing to compare it to how our parents parented us, which is typically not very good. I mean, just being honest out there, most people didn't have great parents just because most parents aren't 14 chapters of principles deep, you know, of parenting like Jesus would parent. They just said, well, my parents did it this way. So I'm either going to do it that way because I liked it or not do it that way because I don't like it. Right. All right. Well, if we look to our Father, and gosh, if you look through Proverbs, almost every single proverb starts with my son, my son and my he's son. talking to everybody. Sons, yeah. daughters, he's talking to everybody because we are all children of God. So me and my son in that moment, we are co-heirs yep. to, the th- to the throne. And so, therefore, I'm not superior to him. Here on earth, I have an authority over him. But when we stand before an almighty God, I mean, we're just co-heirs. Yeah. We're hearing the same commands. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's the version that we need to compare to is, what's God doing in my life? Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's yeah, t- it's tempting as a parent uh, to when you're disciplining or trying to raise up your kids uh, to communicate to them, I'm right because I'm always right. And I'm dad and God has given me this authority. And You'll yet be. behind the, <laughs> mind, behind the <laughs> eyes of, of our kids is, yeah, but I also saw you mess up 50,000 times before then. Yep. Yep. And so this showing of grace, I think a A tool in every parent's toolbox should be uh, willingly acknowledging our misgivings, our sin in front of our kids and saying, I am not perfect, but thank God for grace. So
1: I love that you guys have younger kids and you say that, right, as, as a, you should, as the parent, be willing to acknowledge, because here's the deal, as your kids get older... You don't have to be willing to acknowledge because they will tell you. They've got a list. <laughs> they will tell They've you. They've got a list. When they get to that certain age, they will mm-hmm. say, hey, dad, right? And I mean, this, this happens to me more often than not. Um, you know, asking for forgiveness is a huge deal in my family, right? Mm-hmm. We have to apologize. We have to say what we're sorry for. Then we have to ask for forgiveness, right? So you can't just say, I'm sorry you got offended. I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt, right? That doesn't work. Right. So, so big deal. Train the kids. Did right. So here's the deal. When I mess up, what do the kids expect me to do?
0: They what expect me to apologize,
1: time. right? Mm-hmm. Can I just tell you, it's, it's tremendously humbling, right? Yes, you're 54 years old and you're apologizing to your kids. You're apologizing to your wife in front of your family. right? And the kid's just kind of like, hey, you're the one <laughs> who set the standard. So here's the deal. You got to live it out as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know it's great when your kids are younger for you to own it and say, listen, I have to do this. But I'm going to tell you, there'll be a day when That's it right. doesn't matter if you want to or not. Because your kids will look at you and they'll be like, right? Man, hey, man up.
2: But what an right? opportunity to use a present... Failure yourself as an illustration yes. of the cross. What an opportunity. That's, That's right. It. Yes. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll
1: have plenty of them. <laughs> I,
2: I, I have them now and I can't you, wait for more to you come. Can't, oh,
1: can't, can't wait for more to come. Yep. Um, identity. This is going to be a huge one. Um, chapter five. I don't know if you guys have anything before that, but I, but I do love this where he just says um, principle in chapter five. If you're not resting as a parent in your identity in Christ, you will look for your identity in your children. And I think that's a big thing, mm-hmm. right? And, and not just you know, in our culture or here, I think it's a big thing, right? To um, sort of take away right, who you are based on your kids and what they're doing. Yeah. Okay? He gives, you, he gives you some warnings. He says, How do you know? How do you know if this, this is an issue, if you've kind of overstepped this line? He says, uh, You'll focus too much on success, right? So when your kids come home and they're, they're not on the team, right? Does that bother you mm-hmm. right, in terms of what? You know, Johnny didn't make the team? Oh, you know, oh. wait, wait. this about Johnny, right? Johnny didn't have no talent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So, right. You'll, you'll focus on reputation, Mm -hmm. right? He says, uh, you'll have a desire for control. Uh, you'll put too much emphasis on doing rather than being, um, and have too much temptation to make it personal. And I think that's a great checklist for us as parents to make sure that we're not stepping in, right. And manipulating our kids in our situations to make sure that we succeed when it's not about them, it's actually about us as parents, Mm -hmm. right? And I see that a lot as parents. It's like, whoa, you got to step back, right? Susie didn't make the volleyball team. That's fine, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about you. And it's it's actually not about her being a bad kid. She's just not as good a volleyball player as the other person. Move on, find another sport, do something else, right? But as parents, we feel like we need to come in there and rescue our kids. And it's like, do they really need rescuing there? Right? Do they really need help there or do they need to see, hey, you know what? It's not a big deal. Let's move on. Let's find mm-hmm. something else. God's created you to, to do a lot of different things. Let's go find something you're good at and do it. That's right. So that to me, the identity chapter in chapter five was a really, really big thing. And then chapter six is just um, a long view of parenting, which is a very important thing. I know you guys have a little bit younger kids. <laughs> My kids are a little bit older. Can I just tell you the long view of parenting is great. Right. Because he says, because change is a process, not an event. Can I tell you, though, it does go fast. Yep. Right. So if you're not intentional about parenting when they're young, can I tell you, it goes fast. The next thing you know, they're teenagers. And if they haven't been trained and haven't been disciplined and haven't been parented well. Mm -hmm. Right. I've had conversations with people. It's like, hey, you know, Jimmy's 16 now and he doesn't want to go to church with us. And I'm just like, since when did Jimmy get an opportunity to tell you what he wants? Right. (laughs) Well, he's been doing that the whole time. Yep. Right? So now that he's old enough to make his own decisions, right, Jimmy's not going. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's the concept is you can't start these things, right, when they're 18, right? You got to start these things when they're born and continue in that long line of obedience all the way up through so that Mm -hmm. when, right, a child can go off on their own, they stay true to what they've been raised in.
2: You know, this long view parenting, one of the things that is is presently on my mind, uh, and And it's easy to get caught up in this at a great school like PCA, where there's incredibly gifted and bright and highly intentional leaders who are making every part of this educational model of PCA kingdom focused, Mm -hmm. is to fall into the trap of... Uh, allowing someone else to have the strongest spiritual voice yeah. in your kid's life. Yeah. Because pick whatever reason you're given. I don't know enough, I'm, uh, and therefore I'm not qualified. Or they're getting it at school, and so they don't need it at home. I read this, this uh, business leadership book. It was called The Art of Delegation for Busy Managers. Mm-hmm. Like A great tagline, right? Instead, one of the traps that you can have as a leader is giving your team the impression that you're giving them this task because you're above it. It's not important to you. And uh, uh, not using it as a developmental opportunity and giving away ownership. And it made me think, like, I never want my daughters to ever think that just because someone else has a strong spiritual voice of influence in their life, that I have delegated that to someone else. I want my, I want it, my voice, I want it to be selfishly loud in their ears. Yeah. And, uh, and so if that means Dan panetti 's going to talk to them about Jesus, their dad needs to talk to him about Jesus just a little bit more. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that's the I,
2: long I, view I, parenting. I
1: think one of the things I love about PCA, right? been here for 20 years. One of the things I love about PCA is we don't look to have conversations here only. That's right. We look to have conversations here than to equip our parents because I need the conversation around the dinner table to echo what we're doing here. And I need what happens here to echo what's happening at your dinner table, Mm -hmm. right? Which echoes what's being taught at church. And when those three things are in concert together, right, we call that kingdom education. Oh, it's incredible. That's that's incredible. And and you're right, right? Um, You know, I'm I'm not going to be the pastor that Pastor Graham is, Mm -hmm. right? And I let him do that. And that's fantastic. I'm not going to be the Bible teacher that Steve Lee is, right? And I, I let him do that. But the reality is, is I've got to also have those spiritual conversations with my kids to put all of that together to say, yeah. yes, I was at church and I listened to Pastor Graham and here's what I thought of it, and he, right? So I'm a part of that.
2: I'm the dot connector. And, right,
1: and bring your notes you know, back from you know your apologetics class and let's talk about that. That's right. I don't have to be the expert in it, yep. but I have to participate in it from a parenting perspective to say, yes, the green light, yes, that's, yep. that's good, that's right and true because it matches up with scripture. Yep. And that's my job as a parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and all of those other voices they were seasonal right parenting is a lifetime lifetime mm-hmm. okay and so yeah. all of those other ones will come and go you might have a few pastors in your lifetime you might have a few bible teachers in your lifetime you might go to this church that church yep. you had this employer that employer it, it doesn't matter but your parents mainstay mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right lifetime as long as yep. either one of you or both of you is here Right? You're still parenting.
2: Yeah, And you can't, you can't wait until they happen to be in a season where they're not in kingdom education to then begin true, an true. influential voice. Yep. You have to keep it ongoing so that they know you're a source of contact.
1: Yeah. The last thing I wanted to bring up was chapter 9. Um, he talks about the foolishness inside your child is more dangerous to them than the temptation outside of them. Only God's grace has the power to rescue fools. Right, so he's talking about just the whole idea of um, parenting is not trying to um, protect your kids from outside forces. It's trying to equip and strengthen their heart to make the right choices, regardless of the environment that they're in. Mm -hmm. I always talk, you know, for for instance, um, kids walk across the stage, they go to the University of wherever. Mm -hmm. Okay, the concept is, is you know, went to UT, right? I mean, that is a godless place in Austin. Mm That's what we're preparing our kids to go for, right? right. So that when they go down there, they have the heart of God, Mm -hmm. right? They walk on campus, right? As Jesus would walk on campus. That I don't need to send them to Jerusalem. I can send them to Judea, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Right? Yeah. That that's what we 're preparing them for and so the concept is is yes for right here for right now right they're in this great environment where Christianity spiritual life these things are being um, you know enhanced emphasized uh, encouraged reinforced but there will be a day when there's things that are pushing back on it more so than even now that's right, right? there's a lot of culture even pushing back on our kids now but there's coming a day when right that push back is going to be even greater and we need to prepare our hearts that our kids hearts for that yeah. yeah right and that's what he's talking about is don't don't worry so much about the outside temptation as mm-hmm. much as preparing their hearts yeah, because the outside temptation will always be there. It'll change, it'll grow, it'll right, right, but your kid's heart is what you want to get connected so that it's abiding in Christ. And that's that's a, what you want to connect to.
2: That's a common thread that Paul talks about throughout this book is the difference between parenting for behavior modification versus heart change. Very true. There's yep. a a a great leader that I know has been on this podcast before. His name's Mark O'Striker. Mm-hmm. He's a great he's a friend and mentor of mine and he would say there's two ways to view kids, two different philosophies. One as a problem to solve yep. and the other as a wonder to behold. Yes. And even in the midst of our kids' sin and their challenges and their struggles, the temptation is to not immediately go to ask mom and dad, I need to solve this problem. Right. But wow, you're, a, you're made in the image of God. Yeah. Your identity is in Christ. What a wonder to behold that is what is it about your life that made you choose this direction? What is it about your heart that I can focus on? And that is a, a spiritual thing. That's uh, incredible. That causes worship for mom and dad. And so, yeah, this foolishness, when our kids are foolish, and Dan, thank you for the caution that my kids are only going to get more foolish at the older that they get. I need to train myself now as a Parent of a young kid to to see every foolishness action as an opportunity to focus on their heart. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we could talk about this book for a lot longer, and, yeah. we, and we already have in a different podcast. So. That's right. There's four of them. What What, what would you say? Uh, just last thoughts for our parent about this particular book as your as your kind of takeaway last words of encouragement about why this book is important.
0: You know, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of different topics in our life where the intent of our heart towards the topic changes whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. okay? And so parenting, when you think of parenting, parenting can be great and parenting can be terrible, Yes. okay? And so when you work on behavior modification, when you work on um, control, controlling your children, that's where the prodigal comes. You're not mm-hmm. in control of the prodigal, right? But as a parent... If I'm focused on, one, my own heart change, and then two, teaching my son or daughter to change their heart, to walk with the Lord and be convicted of their sin and to repent, then a lot of the things that I want to modify will all of a sudden handle themselves. And then, uh, I'll quote Larry Taylor on the way out, and it's... Quoted the Bible, right? They will be able to run with the horses when they get to college because they'll leave my house and they'll be able to handle the stresses, the problems, the things that come as you grow up in Western civilization. It just gets more and more challenging. Yeah. Well, I
1: I love how you phrased it, though. Right? Because if I'm if I'm supposed to focus on the heart change of my child but I'm not focused on my own heart change, right. then my kids will pick up on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? They'll pick up on the lack of authenticity. you counterfeit wait, at that right, point. Why are you focusing on my heart change but not your own? Mm-hmm. Why do you expect me to repent and me mm-hmm. to change and me to become more Christ-like if you're not? Right, yeah. and, th- and that therein lies the problem, and that's what the point of this book is, is mm-hmm. that that's what parenting is, right? It's just simply showing your kids what God is doing in the midst of your mm-hmm. life and expecting the same thing for their yeah. And that's what you want. You want transformation yeah. for their lives you because do. you want it for yourself. Yeah. Right? I don't want to be conformed to the world. I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. That's what I want for my kids mm. as well. Amen. Yep. John, any yeah, last
2: words? My final thought is, is the last gospel principle that trip has here it's mercy mm. i need it yeah. his mercies are new every day yeah. um because i don't know about you guys but i haven't had a single perfect day of parenting yet I,
1: no i haven't either so, I, I thought i thought one was coming somewhere yeah, you know, i when try they were, every morning right before they became teenagers i thought
2: yeah mm. i usually mess it up in yeah. between the first and second bowl of cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> and uh hey,
1: get the mistakes out early right, right? <laughs> that's right
2: but uh you know, I need the reminder after reading a book like this yes. and being convicted, but at simultaneously empowered at the same time yeah. that every day is a new day because my mistakes were hanging on the cross yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, that was paid for. That's and right. so I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't let my yesterday impact what I'm going to do today yeah. for Christ yeah. as a parent. And so when the
1: enemy brings it up? right? You're not qualified to be a parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the, the answer is you are so right. Yep. But, but for some reason, God gave me these wonderful kids and I'm going to do the best job I can Mm. to model for them what it looks like to be as Christ-like as I can. Amen. Right. And, and here's the deal. I'm going to point them to the perfect one who did it for them. And I'm going to show them that when we mess up, that we've got grace and I love how he ends with mercy.
2: Yeah, right. And I'm going
1: to rely on the mercies of God to be able to get up and do it tomorrow, and, and to be able to get up and do it the next day, and be, right. Because par- I'm telling you, parenting is difficult. Mm-hmm. Parenting's hard, right? And especially if you compare yourselves to other parents, I can't just tell you social media. What a it's, dumpster it's fire! Fake. We could
0: do a whole show oh, on just goodness. the comparison being the thief of joy. It mm-hmm.
1: is. <clears throat> Stop it. Yep. Right. Stop comparing your kids to other kids. Stop comparing your parenting to other parenting. Right. Start looking at what is God called for my son or daughter. Right. What's what's the plan that he has for them? And how do I prepare them to be the godly men and women that he's created for them to be? That's right. Right. And I see it. I've got a you know a son who's going to be a senior next year. And we're going to talk about, oh, what college are you going to? And it's like, whatever. <laughs> right. I'm going to send Campbell to whatever college that God wants him to be at. Yep. That that's, that's what we're asking, mm-hmm. right? We're not asking for, you know, what are your test scores for here? And this what it's like, God, where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Cause we want him to be there. Right. And if it's not college, if you just need to go get a job and make some money and start, you know, helping out his old parents. Right, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, right. that's the point, right? Stop comparing to everybody else. Start focusing on looking at your heart and where it is and allowing God to transform that and then let that overflow into the lives of your children because that's what parenting is all about. That's good. Great book, great time uh, talking about it with you guys. Thanks for reading it with me and hopefully our parents will pick it up and start reading it right away as well because it's gonna be a transforming experience for them.
2: Yes, sir.
0: Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on the journey.